This is Crossroads with Clayton King. Baptism as a sign, as a symbol of the gospel, of the kingdom of God coming, of our purification, of our cleansing in the blood of Jesus. Baptism is an admission. We are admitting, I don't have it all together. We're often asked the question, what is the difference between salvation and baptism? And with all the various denominations doing things differently, is there a right way to be baptized? Today, Clayton takes us to the third chapter in the Gospel of John to show us five things baptism is in a message he calls the power of baptism. We're going to be in John chapter 3 today. I want to go ahead and ask you to turn there. I was really excited because of where the text takes us today. So let me go ahead and tell you on every campus and watching online what we're going to get to experience today at Biltmore Church. For the last 17 years, as I've been preaching here at Biltmore, I've loved watching people come to faith in Christ. I've loved watching as Pastor Bruce has led us in this vision of reaching Western North Carolina with the gospel of Jesus Christ, seeing people go public in their faith through the spiritual act of baptism. Today, we're going to put baptism, this spiritual act of obedience, front and center for our church. We're gonna baptize today at every campus all across our campuses at Biltmore. And in John chapter three today, the text takes us to a place where Jesus is talking about John the Baptist and John the Baptist is talking about Jesus. And we get to explore this beautiful thing that we call baptism. I want you to feel the power of baptism. That's the title of the message today, the power of baptism. Now, without any uh, further ado or introduction, let me make a statement before we read the scripture. Baptism is not salvation. And I have to say that because there are so many different understandings and assumptions made about the act of baptism. And depending on what tradition you grew up in, some of you may have been raised Roman Catholic or some of you may have come from a Methodist tradition or a Wesleyan tradition. Or if you came from a Baptist tradition like I did, then you may have uh, seen people baptized very often by total immersion or maybe from a Presbyterian tradition where you were sprinkled on the top of your head. And I wanna make sure that we understand that baptism itself does not save a person. Baptism is a sign and a symbol that you have been saved and that you do belong to Jesus. It's a matter of conscience. And so some of you that may have grown up in a tradition where you were baptized or christened or confirmed or dedicated as a baby or a young child, you may feel something stir in your heart today as I'm preaching and you may realize, you know what? I've never been baptized after I repented of my sin, invited Jesus to be my Lord, Master, and Savior, and gave my life fully and completely to him. Baptism is not salvation, but baptism is a sign of transformation. What does a sign do? 
This morning, my wife and I were driving here and there are signs everywhere. There are stop signs. There are yield signs. There are exit signs off of the interstate. What does a sign do? A sign points to something. A sign gives direction. So I will never say, you will never hear me as a pastor or an evangelist say that baptism is just a symbol or merely a symbol. I grew up as a Baptist kid hearing that phrase. Baptism is just a symbol. Well, it is a symbol, but it's not just a symbol. Baptism is the moment when we publicly identify with Jesus and we live a public life with Christ. Jesus is participating in our conversion. Jesus is participating in our baptism. He's right there with you when you go public and confess that Christ is Lord publicly with the act of baptism. So if baptism is not salvation, I wanna show you five things that baptism is. I wanna read the scripture uh, from John chapter three, verses 22 through 30. I wanna invite you at every campus and online to join along with me. If you don't have a copy of God's word, you can look on the screens or on your phone if you're watching at home and couldn't get to church today. John chapter three, uh, verse 22. It reads this. After this, Jesus and his disciples went to the Judean countryside where he spent time with them and baptized. Now I want to just, I'll leave that verse up there for a moment. I want to make sure you see this. Jesus valued baptism. It was important to our savior. He was baptizing people along with his disciples. John also was baptizing in Enon near Salim because there was plenty of water there. People were coming and being baptized since John had not yet been thrown into prison. Uh, point of order here to make sure you know, there are two Johns that are prominent in the Gospels. One is John the Baptist, and he is Jesus' cousin. John the Baptist was called the Baptist not because he went to Southeastern Seminary and got a Master's of Divinity. He wasn't denominationally a Baptist. He was literally, in the, in the Greek, it means John the baptizer. The word baptize, just to make sure you understand, means to go under or to be immersed. You heard that phrase, and some of you, when you had children for the first time, you may have used this phrase, I have been baptized in fire. To be baptized means to be fully immersed, to, to be fully uh, sunk down underneath, to be covered over, to be surrounded by. That's what it means to be baptized. So you've got John the Baptist, then you've got John, the disciple, a different John who is writing this gospel, one of the four testimonies of Jesus. It says in the next verse, then a dispute arose among John's disciples and a Jew about purification. So they came to John and told him, Rabbi, the one you testified about and who was with you across the Jordan, that's the Jordan River, he is baptizing and everybody is going to him. Now, let me give you some context here. Just leave that up there. Baptism does create some misunderstanding as far as Christian tradition and denominations go. And it started all the way back in the Gospel of John. Actually, 
Judaism was a religion that practiced baptism before Christianity practiced it because Christianity flowed out of Judaism. Other religions practiced baptism as a purification. So when this Jew begins to argue with John's disciples about purification, he was arguing with them about the way people were baptized, the technicalities of it. Today here in our gatherings, we are not going to be legalistic about this act of baptism. We wanna be biblical about it, but the bottom line is this sign and symbol is a powerful declaration to the world and we don't need to argue about it. We can simply follow the scripture. It says in the next verse, 27, John responded, no one can receive anything unless it has been given to him from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I said, I am not the Messiah, but I have been sent ahead of him. He who has the bride is the groom, but the groom's friend who stands by and listens for him rejoices greatly at the groom's voice. So this joy of mine is complete. He must increase, but I must decrease. That is my favorite verse in the Bible, John 3.30. When Pastor Bruce asked me to preach this text today, he was like, would you like to preach on baptism? I said, John 3.30, I'm like a mosquito at a nudist colony. Where do I even get started? So John the Baptist is baptizing people. Jesus is baptizing people. And just like human beings who are insecure and love drama and love to fight and gossip, there begins to be this conversation. Hey, John, uh, you know, Jesus is bigger than you now. Jesus is more popular than you now. Jesus is more famous than you now. And John says, praise God, I can't wait until my name is forgotten. And Jesus is the only name people are talking about. You mean Jesus is baptizing more people than me? Good, that's my job. My job is to get smaller and make him bigger. My job is to be a sign that doesn't point to me and say, look at how many people I'm baptizing. My job is to point to Jesus and say, everybody behold the Lamb of God. He is the King of Kings, Lord of Lords. He's more than just my second cousin. He is my savior, my master, and my Lord. He must increase, I must decrease. I want the spotlight on Jesus. I'll just fade into the background. This is not about me, this is about Jesus. Now with that being said, I wanna show you five things that baptism is from the scriptures. There are so many other verses and passages I could, I could preach on today, but I really wanna stick to this. First of all, baptism is an admission. It's an admission. You are admitting, and I, and I, I wanted to encapsulate it in this simple phrase, I'm sinful and cannot fix myself. Baptism as a sign as a symbol of the gospel, of the kingdom of God coming, of our purification, of our cleansing in the blood of Jesus, baptism is an admission. We are admitting, I don't have it all together. You know, John and Jesus both baptized. Baptism for the Jews was a purification, it was a rite, it was an act to purify yourself, to cleanse your flesh. And it didn't just happen once, it happened multiple times in Judaism. And what it means for us today, baptism symbolizes a new start. It symbolizes a fresh 
beginning. It also symbolizes consecration for an assignment or a task. Now, I wanna make sure that you understand, Jesus not only baptized people, but John baptized Jesus. Now, why did John baptize Jesus? Without going deep into this, because I know that you're probably familiar, John baptized Jesus as an example, but Jesus wasn't being baptized to purify himself from sin because Jesus never sinned. Jesus was being baptized because as a Jew, he was familiar with the rite of baptism, with the tradition of baptism, but he was also being consecrated for the beginning of his earthly ministry. So when Jesus does get baptized, we see there a beautiful picture of the Trinity. We see Jesus in the water being baptized by John the Baptist. We see the Holy Spirit descending on Jesus like a dove and we hear the voice of his heavenly father saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. As soon as Jesus comes up out of the water from his baptism, this act of consecration, he goes into the desert for 40 days and 40 nights, immediately where he is tempted by the devil, ministered to by angels, and after he passes that test, Jesus then begins to preach. It's a consecration. So baptism is this admission. You're saying literally to the world when you get baptized, um, I'm a broken, imperfect sinful person. And even though I am made in the image of God, I needed God to save me. I needed God to rescue me. I needed some power stronger than me outside of me to come and help me. There's a phrase going around our culture that I just want to unpack for about 30 seconds. And the phrase is simply this, you are enough. You may have heard that, you are enough. And I, and I wanna explain for just a moment that in one sense, I get it. In one sense, I understand that we all wanna know that we don't have to perform, that we don't have to be successful, that we are made in the image of God and we don't have to win all of the arguments and we don't have to make all of the money and we don't have to do it on our own. I get that, like you are enough. But at the same time, I wanna say, you are not enough. I'm not enough. I am not sufficient in and of myself. And it is a primary, basic, elementary understanding of the gospel that tells us if we were enough, we would not have needed Jesus. We'll get back to Clayton in just a minute. But first, I'd like to let you know about Crossroads Summer Camp 2023. There are a lot of camp experiences out there, but there's nothing quite like the Crossroads Summer Camp experience. We've been providing a life-changing experience for students since 1996. Our mission is to reach students with the gospel of Jesus Christ, help them understand God's Word, and give them the tools to live it out in their daily lives. We aim to be not only the most fun week of each student's summer, our primary goal is to create an environment for each camper to be seen, become known, and have a life-changing experience with God. To find out more about Crossroads Summer Camp 2023 and to register, check us out online at crossroadssummercamp.com. Again, to find out more about this summer's camp, go to crossroadssummercamp.com. You're not enough and I'm not enough. 
But I guess you could say that you're enough in the same sense that two fish and five loaves were enough to feed 20,000 people. Those two fish and five loaves would have only fed one little Jewish boy, but in the hands of the master, Jesus Christ, it fed a multitude. You are not enough outside of Jesus, but with Jesus, you are more than a conqueror through him who loved you and gave himself for you. With Jesus, you are a beloved son, a beloved daughter of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. With Jesus, every promise in scripture belongs to you. Every word that God ever spoke is yours vicariously through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. This is not theology. 501. This is theology 101. Baptism is a public admission. I needed Jesus to save me. I couldn't rescue myself. And I believe in self-care. I mean, I've, had a, I've never had a pedicure, never had a manicure, but I have had a couple of massages. My wife and I like to get a massage once or twice a year. Have to, you know, use my kidney as, as a down payment on that on that massage when I go. But you know, so I'm not even talking about self-care. I'm not talking about taking a vacation. Listen, vacations are great. Self-care is good. Taking care of your health is important, but ultimately only Jesus can take care of our soul. Only Jesus can take care of our eternity. And whereas it is your responsibility and mine to eat right and exercise and get good rest and care for our bodies and our families and our jobs and our homes, we have to submit to Jesus and let Jesus care for our salvation. And when you're baptized, you know what you're doing? You're admitting it. You're just fessing up to it. Which brings me to point number two, baptism is a declaration. Baptism is a declaration. And the declaration we make when we are baptized is this, I put all my faith in Jesus to save me. I am declaring publicly, loudly, verbally, symbolically that my life is hidden with Christ in God, that I am no longer my own. I am declaring that publicly. So when John is baptizing people in John chapter three, John is declaring the kingdom of God. When his disciples come to him and say, hey, your cousin Jesus is more famous than you now, John declares, that was the reason I came. I am one who goes before. I'm a voice crying out in the wilderness. I I plow the road. I make the way. I, I go first and I cut the path for him to come and walk. He's the lamb of God. I'm not. He must increase. I must decrease. John verbally declares the glory of Jesus Christ, and he does it verbally with his mouth in front of witnesses as he baptizes. When Jacob was about five or six years old, one Sunday morning, really early, Jacob heard me in the house, was drinking coffee. He's like, Daddy, where are you going? I was like, I'm gonna go preach. Where? Preaching in Maggie Valley. Can I come with you? I said, of course you can come with me. Long story short, that day, Jacob heard the gospel and Jacob got saved. He prayed to give his life to Jesus. And on the way home, he and I were talking about it. And he said, Daddy, when can I get baptized? I said, son, you can get baptized when you understand what baptism means. When you understand how powerful it is and what a sign and symbol it is. And we're sitting in the truck and he goes, well, Daddy, I know what baptism means. And I'm like, oh, you do. He had a lot of confidence as a five-year-old. I said, explain it to me. And he, he literally did this. He said, well, when you're up in the water, standing up, that's like when they had Jesus hanging up on the cross and they killed him. You die. Then when they lower you down in the water and they put you all the way under, that's like when they put Jesus in the tomb and they buried him for three days. He was dead. 
And then when the preacher brings you up out of the water, you're alive. Like, they, like Jesus was alive when he came back from the dead after three days. Is that it? I'm like, yep, that's it. You get it. You did it. You win. You win the internet. You want to preach? <laughs> that was his declaration. That's what baptism is. That's exactly what it is. It is a symbol of what Jesus did for us. When you go under the water, it's a symbol of, of how you died to your sin. When you come up out of the water, it's a symbol of, of your new life with Christ, active and participating in your daily routine. That is the beginning of a brand new life. And, and when, you, <clears throat> when you make this declaration, you know what you're saying? I don't have to wait to heaven. I can have abundant life right now. I don't just need to wait until the rapture bus comes and takes me home. I can have abundant life right here, right now because Jesus is with me. Jesus is in me through the Holy Spirit. Jesus will never leave me. Which brings me to number three, baptism is identification. I'm publicly identifying myself with Christ. It is an identification. Blows my mind every time I drive to Asheville, y'all's bumper stickers in Western North Carolina. Y'all's bumper sticker game is strong. I mean, you could see anything from like a proud parent of an honor student, um, my kid beat up your honor student. You, you might see the coexist. You see that a lot. Uh, the rainbow d dog bumper stickers, bumper stickers about kayaking and rock climbing and hiking. And every once in a while, you get a guy with like a deer horn bumper sticker and, and all this other kind of stuff. You know what you're trying to do when you put a bumper sticker on your car? You're trying to identify yourself. You're communicating to people publicly, this is something I value. This is something I believe in. You identify yourself. I don't put any identifying bumper stickers or markers on my truck. I will not do it. I will not put any Bible verse. I will not put what, part of a, what church I'm a part of, our ministry at Crossroads. I won't do any of that because sometimes I speed <laughs> and I don't want people to identify me <laughs> Baptism is identification. Let me tell you what I mean by that from an example in my life. Shari and I have been to India together, I think 11 times combined. One of my trips to India. We don't really see this as much in America because we are predominantly, historically, a Christian nation just from our founding. And I don't consider us a Christian nation by any chance, but that is our culture. In India, it's a Hindu culture. And one of the first, the first baptism I ever participated in in India Dr. M.A. Thomas was baptizing converts. And I stood right there at the baptismal pool. And Dr. M.A. Thomas would, would ask these men and women who were being baptized to confess Jesus Christ as Lord. And then they took an oath. So the church where this baptism took place, it's still there today, it's called the Martyr's Memorial. You walk in that church and on the, on the front of the church, by the stage, there are names of all the pastors who have been martyred for their faith that have come out of that ministry at Hope Givers. And before Dr. M.A. Thomas, who is now with Jesus, he's dead now, but before he died, every time he would baptize someone, he would make them recite and repeat an oath, the martyr's memorial at that church. And the martyr's oath was simply this, I will not deny Jesus Christ though it cost me everything 
including my life. Because in India, when you are baptized, you are publicly identifying yourself. I'm Indian, but I'm not Hindu. I'm Indian, but I'm not Muslim. I'm Indian, but more important than that, I'm a Christian. Being baptized is the most powerful statement we can make to identify ourselves as followers of Jesus. If you are ready to make that commitment, we would love to walk with you through this journey. Reach out to us at ClaytonKing.com. And if you would like to hear this program again, send it to a friend, or find out more about your spiritual journey with Jesus, check us out at ClaytonKing.com.